Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Welcome back to Class in Session, a back-to-school authority podcast. My name is Logan Plant. We're a little ways into this 2020 to 2021 school year, and we have some new topics to bring up today as everyone continues to get used to the new normal at school, or in many cases, learning from home. Today, we're going to talk about remote learning, specifically challenges students are facing from a technology standpoint. In a little bit, we're going to have some tech experts from Just Add Monsters join me on the show, and we're going to talk about apps and programs that they recommend parents use to keep their children on track and focused while learning from laptops and other technology while at home. But first, some parents are struggling to get those laptops and that technology for their students. According to an article from NBC News, and this was written by Alyssa Newcomb, this says, according to Best Buy CEO Corey Berry, Online sales have tripled in recent weeks. Record sales, surging stock prices, and a laptop shortage. Now, Lenovo, HP, and Dell, three of the biggest laptop manufacturers, are reporting a shortage of nearly 5 million laptops. So if you're struggling to find technology, you're not alone. But what if you have that technology and your child is consistently distracted or off task while on the computer? Well, there are a number of apps you can install to keep your child on track. And I'm joined now by Jordan Black and Amanda Smith from Just Add Monsters over in Spokane, Washington. How are you both doing today? Doing good. How about yourself? Doing well. Thanks so much for coming on today. Appreciate it. Now, we brought you on to talk about the technology side of things as kids are going back to school. A lot of people are choosing remote learning for their children, and that has brought some new challenges for parents and students alike. And so both Amanda and Jordan have some apps and extensions that they have looked into to help keep kids focused while working from home when they're not in that classroom environment. So Amanda, why don't you get us started with what you looked into? Yeah, so uh, I, for the web browser extensions, they have a couple of really useful ones that you might find um, can help with schoolworks. And one of them is called MyBib, and it's um, a website and a PDF citation tool. So you get it cites an APA, MLA, Harvard, all of the you know the citation styles that you generally need, um, which can be really useful for people who are writing papers and maybe don't have access to like MLA handbooks anymore. Um, there's also like a one browser called School Planner, which you know does what it says on the tin. It's a school planner that's really manageable. Uh, and also, there's a website called Chegg that you can get for. Normally, you use it for 
um, textbook rental. They do have e-textbook rental, though, which can be really nice during um, a time of digital learning. They also have things like um, uh, study apps, math solvers, so if you need to check over your kids' homework, <laughs> um, and also like online tutoring. So it's a really just great all-around resource that you can just find by going to check.com. And you said they have a cheaper digital textbook options available as well, right? Yes, yes. So if you don't want to shell out, you know, $300 to buy a digital textbook or a regular textbook, they do um, different rental lengths. So you can choose how long you want to rent it for. And the prices are way cheaper than if you were just going to do that. Um, Even like a three-month subscription for like a a site that you might use for for school. So it's um, way more affordable in times when funds are tidy. Yeah, so that sounds like a good option for parents, not only from an educational standpoint, able to check their kids' homework, maybe help them through difficulties they're having, but also a smart financial option. Mm, definitely. But if you are, you know, looking for solutions to uh, keep yourself focused, there's a few extensions you can get for Android. Um, they have one that's called um, My Study Life and also timey cap and my homework and all of these are kind of similar different interfaces so you can try and figure out which ones you like best but they help you plan things that they use like pomodoro timetables which are you know uh, pretty popular uh, Mm -hmm. since like the 1980s so they kind of function on that they're really useful for keeping you you're focused um there is an extension and um for both the phone and the browser called stay focused and it has various lock options you can use so you can set a timer Um, and schedule it to go off where it'll lock your browser so you can't do things that are off task like go to YouTube or um, you know start playing Wii or something so uh, it's really useful for keeping you on task making sure that you're doing what you need to do and also if you are trying to you know keep your kids focused on school at the time you can make sure they do that they have different lock options where you can choose as a user to you know disregard it if you want you have one where it'll um kind of block you from going to specific sites, mm-hmm. you know, for however long you want. And then they have like a strict lock option, which will disable the user from uninstalling or disabling the lock. So if you're really having a hard time, like me, I'm a little bit ADHD, uh, it'll tell you like, no, you can't stop. Like you can't go and do something else. Like you said no, so we're, we're holding you to that. So it's really useful in that way. And the last kind of one I wanted to talk about was a pretty fun web uh, Android app that you can use called Habitica Um, and it's an RPG style game for task management so you can set your own goals um, do challenges for yourself and uh, have a little 8-bit avatar which is really cute and every time you complete a task you know you get experience points and level up if you don't complete a task that day you actually take damage so it's it's very much like an RPG game um, and you get that same reward that you get uh just for you know playing games that people really like so it's it's really fun it's really useful it's the gamification of like studying and you don't have to use it just for studying you can do things like do laundry and then check it off you can select like weekly tasks daily tasks monthly tasks and projects so it's it's just a fun way to kind of get your kids motivated to do something or yourself motivated i'm i'm not judging i use it yeah doesn't that just have to be for the kids yeah so Thanks for those recommendations, Amanda. And then, Jordan, you were looking at things kind of on the Apple iOS side. So what do you have to share? Yeah, so Apple has some pretty robust parental controls and controls that you can put on uh, screen time based on various apps, just overall screen time. So if you're having a problem 
uh, keeping a kid engaged in their schoolwork or, you know, they, they just want to be texting with their friends during their study hours, then you're able to, to curb that fairly easily. But a lot like the apps Amanda mentioned, there are a couple really popular ones uh, that aren't just useful for kids and forming habits there, but can be useful for their parents as well if you want to, you know, pick up some better habits along the way. The first and probably the biggest, most well-known app on the App Store is going to be an app called Productive, and it's really based all around daily habits. You kind of set a seven-day schedule for yourself, and of course, you can do it, you know, set, put a weekend a day or two in there, and more mm-hmm. center it around the, the school time if you need. Uh, but the one that I'm particularly interested in, and I think is a really, really cool approach to these daily planning apps, is an app called Flora. And the entire conceit around it, it's almost almost a gamification, like the one Amanda mentioned, yeah. of your daily habits, in that you have this kind of garden, uh, this visual garden that grows in the app, and it grows bigger the more and more time you dedicate yeah. to the things that you, you know, promise that you're dedicating time to. So uh, if you are into that, if you're kind of a, into visual stimuli or that kind mm-hmm. of a dopamine rush that that comes with that app might be a little bit better for uh kids who who could be struggling to stay focused right now yeah so those are some great recommendations and i will have amanda and jordan send all those names over to me and i'll put them in the episode description so if you heard one you liked you can't go back and find it you can find it there and those are some great options for students and parents to keep them focused and learning when they're remote learning from home thanks so much jordan and amanda for joining me today Thanks for having us. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much. Up next, we transition to eastern Washington and Idaho, where two nearby universities are handling COVID-19 very differently. In Pullman, Washington, Washington State University is holding classes only online. Meanwhile, eight miles down the road in Moscow, the University of Idaho is holding in-person classes. Ayana Likens went down to the Palouse to learn about these two very different approaches to the school year. Mass. Both universities are requiring them on campus, but really the story is about what these schools don't have in common. Over at WSU, they're seeing a spike in COVID cases. While a few miles away here in Moscow, things are status quo. I drove down to the Palouse to see why. It's very weird being this is the first day of school walking here on campus and it's pretty much like a ghost town out here. WSU student body president Curtis Cohen says this year is like no other in Pullman. Students are in Pullman, but attending classes from their dorms or living rooms. Across the state line, students at the University of Idaho are back in the classroom. Both universities requiring masks, and University of Idaho's Dean of Students, Blaine Eccles, says it's going well for them. I've been very proud and pleased with how students have been responding to our request for face coverings in our buildings, and even outside they're wearing face coverings, and we're not even asking them to do that. Of course, while most students at both universities are wearing masks, some aren't. Fortunately, it's pretty clear that um, some students are coming back and they are not maintaining physical distancing. They're not wearing masks. WSU Communications Director Phil Weiler said that the police chief is going to be switching gears and focusing on enforcement rather than education. And students could be seeing consequences from the university as well. Crossing the border again into Idaho, similar situation. 
Social gatherings without masks will have consequences. It starts with education, but if we engage uh, individuals that are going to continue to flagrantly violate city ordinances or university policy, we'll look to remove them from the institution. I mean, if they're not going to be upholding our, our uh, values and our healthy vandal pledge and, and are not really going to be caring about the safety of others, then they don't need to be part of our campus community. Overall, both universities are happy to have their students back and want to provide the safest possible year for them. And they have a message to students as they enter this new adjustment. But it's really a long-term investment uh, because if we take the steps now, it puts us one step closer to having that community next semester, having what we're used to next year, um, and really going back, going back to our daily normal lives uh, as being kooks. I mean, they are setting the bar high for what we expect for future generations because we know our students can navigate through this well, and, and they're doing a great job of it. This is going to be a different year. Uh, it's still going to be a great educational experience. Both universities said they're proud of their students' willingness to adapt to this new way of school. And we're joined now by Ayana Likens, who went down to Washington State University and the University of Idaho to see the differences in how they're handling the COVID situation. Thanks for joining us, Ayana. Oh, of course. Thanks, Logan. So I want to start off with uh, the differences in how these two universities are handling it. So WSU in Pullman, Washington is all online classes, while University of Idaho in Moscow is handling things in person. So from who you talked to, what did you learn about the differences of how these two schools are handling things? WSU, they wanted to go all online because they didn't want their students back in Pullman so that they weren't seeing that rise in cases, which unfortunately they are seeing that versus the University of Idaho, like we've seen with everywhere in Idaho, they've been more aggressive to reopen. And they felt like it was time. They felt ready. And they said, you know, in-person learning is way more valuable than online, and we feel like we can open safely, and they have. Yeah, so you said that they are seeing cases in Pullman. Uh, why is that spike happening, do you think, in Whitman County? We spoke to police chief Gary Jenkins, and he said that actually it's from partying, and they have cited 10 parties since students have been back to school. So they're citing these parties for people gathering together, more than 10 people in one place and not wearing masks. And the fine, I think, is $250. Wow. And yeah, so students just keep doing it. And these students have come back to Pullman is because they have leases that they couldn't get out of. So they're still doing those online classes, but they're in Pullman and they're gathering and partying. And that's why we're seeing that spike in Whitman County. So it's really going against what the school wanted. They didn't want students in the city at all, which is why they went online. But because of the lease situation, students had to come back so they didn't waste all that money for nothing. Yeah, exactly. So that's what um, Phil Weiler with WSU, he's the director of communications. He was like, really, we can't control that. The students aren't partying on campus. Those students that are living on campus, they aren't the problem. It's the students with those leases outside of campus that are the ones throwing the parties and that are bringing our cases up. So there was a, we, we spoke to Troy Henderson with the, uh, with the county health department, and he said that 95% of those new cases are from Pullman. So it's just really crazy. Yeah, and then on the other hand, eight miles away across state lines in Idaho, you said they aren't seeing that spike. So tell me what's going on at University of Idaho with their in-person classes. Yeah, the University of Idaho, they are in person. They And when I was down there on their first day of school, it was really, really cool to see all the students that 
was walking past us. They were all wearing masks. And that's what Blaine Eccles, the dean of students, was telling us that they were really proud of their students for taking that initiative and wearing masks so that they could stay open. Yeah, so really interesting difference there that students are taking the opportunity to have in-person classes by wearing masks and, and staying safe. So very interesting differences between Pullman, Washington State, and then Moscow, University of Idaho, in terms of in-person, online, and the COVID situation. Thanks so much for joining us to talk about this, Ayana. Oh, of course. Thank you, Logan. That wraps up this second edition of Class in Session, a back-to-school podcast. For more back-to-school coverage, check out our first episode, if you missed it, where we talk about how school districts are going to handle cleaning and sanitizing classrooms and buses. Thanks so much for listening. For now, you can keep up with everything happening online at MontanaRightNow.com and Color8.com. If you have a question you want us to address on the Class in Session podcast, please reach out to us by sending an email to news at color.com. Thanks again for joining us. My name is Logan Plant. Stay safe and have a great week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.